0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest. He is a whiz kid, real estate investor, just turned the ripe age of 23. His name is Cameron Moore. He hails out of Orlando, Florida, by way of the University of Central Florida. He is in his second year as a full-time real estate investor, and he is going to spend the next however many minutes we want discussing what it really means to be a real estate investor. So Cameron, first and foremost, welcome to the loan officer podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited
0: too. Um, and you are the ripe age of 23. You just had a birthday recently, didn't you? I'm getting old. Yeah, you're getting old. You're getting old. I will tell you this. And I've, I've known Cameron now for, um, two years going on three years. And, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but you remind me a lot of me 20 years ago because I'm sure most people, when they find out you're 23, they're like, huh? A little bit. Yeah, I'll you, take that. That's a compliment. It is until you're 43. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, people are like, you're only 43? I'm like, you watch your mouth. Only 43. I said, I don't look any older than 37. Really, they're like, no, you look like you're 53. And they're shocked I'm only 43. But no, you carry yourself, and you probably have probably since you're, you were a teen. Um, you kind of play up a decade.
1: I appreciate it. I think I think I do.
0: I-, I think you do too, right? Like you've told me stories about how you were a CrossFit coach when you were in high school. Yeah. So yeah. you were coaching grown-ass adults at CrossFit. Yeah, I was. And you still are a CrossFit coach, right? I am. I still am. I love it. I enjoy it. And, yeah. Uh, Did you recently qualify for something that's supposed to be good? Uh,
1: I-, I try. I try to be fit. Okay. Uh, so,
0: But what was the competition that you qualified for?
1: So it's uh, the CrossFit Open made it to like the quarterfinals part. So it's the way to get to the games. Made it to the quarterfinals, so it's like the next step in order to get to. The have games. you done the
0: quarterfinals yet?
1: I have. I'm not to the level. I'm not past that. Oh, so the, the next people are like, "Hey, you're you're
0: really fit." I'm
1: like, "I'm kind of fit."
0: Oh, so you got denied? Correct. You got beat? Correct. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, a little humbling. Else. You probably never lose. No, you probably never lose. I lose quite often.
1: which All right. We'll talk
0: about today. <laughs> yeah, well, let's. That's what I want to talk about today because, um, because of your age, because you've been at the game for two years. That's kind of like my litmus. Like I tell people go do something for two years and then come talk to me about it Right. until you've done it for two years. Like I kind of don't want to hear your opinion, right? Um, you're entitled to it. I just don't want to hear it. Right. But now that you're two years into it, I want to walk people through your journey. Okay. Like going back to being in your college apartment, early 2020, like why you chose real estate investing. I think I have an idea. Right. Um, and then what you've learned, like, fact versus, you know, fiction, yes, yes. myths versus reality. Yes. Like you've probably been been um, served a little bit of humble pie. A little bit. And you've learned a lot. But what people need to know about you. So last year was your first full year as a real estate investor. The year was 2021. Correct. Right. And you were able to to accomplish how many transactions? We did uh, 10 last year. You, so you did 10 last year. Yep. And I think you're telling me you've already done 10. Through first quarter of this year. Correct. So learn a little bit. You've learned a little bit and you're on pace to increase by four hundred percent in a year. Where by the way, I just read that like it's kind of hard right now to be a real estate investor for the same reason why it's hard to be any home buyer. Right. There ain't shit to buy. No. Like there's good luck in a deal. Go try to get a deal right now. Tell me how you work works out. Yeah. Yeah, Good luck. Yeah, it's whether you're a first time home buyer, right? Whether you're trying to buy a vacation home at the beach. Right. Or whether you're a real estate investor, nonetheless, there's only X amount of homes that are hitting the market, and and it's very competitive. Right. So for you to have already had 10 transactions through first quarter, and knowing that you did 10 last year, which was your first full year, to me, that's pretty awesome. So congrats.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot. We, we learned a ton. And it was definitely not easy. I mean, it's learning how to, you know, like you said, you can't go buy deals in MLS anymore. Maybe, you know, people, investors 10 years ago, they could just go in MLS, buy a deal, you know, bank-owned bank properties, things like that. doesn't work today you're not gonna get a deal today so it's figuring out ways to you know direct a seller and
0: figuring out all that is is a lot it's a lot all right so let's talk about this i want to i want to tap into your mindset a little over two years ago okay so two years ago to to kind of set the table uh had hit Mm -hmm. i'm assuming your gym shut down Mm -hmm. right gym that you coached crossfit so you didn't have income coming in from crossfit right uh, I believe I heard a story that you were once a pretty successful drop shipper. I did that. Uh, yep. That was all well and good until the supply chain got screwed up. Yeah, the whole China thing was a little messed up there. Yeah, yeah, China screwed up your – and then you you don't have class to go to besides online. Correct. So you had this crazy idea, you and your buddy, right? that you were going to become real estate investors. Yeah, just like that. Boom. And it worked what, out, right? Where I mean, YouTube? Like, what, I'm curious. Sure. Where did the idea come from?
1: Yeah, so, so definitely YouTube. Um, be completely honest, YouTube, Instagram, things like that Start seeing ways people talking about, Oh, you know, here's a $30,000 check. I made this. Of course I'm intrigued. What's that? Okay. Oh, it's easy. $30,000 check. Yeah. Let, let me see what that is. They're talking about, yeah, you know, this thing called wholesaling. What's well, wholesaling. Okay. You go down that rabbit hole, go down YouTube university,
0: got my degree from YouTube university. Uh, TikTok and, got you. Exactly. You, you got nailed with the TikTok video about get rich quick, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I've seen them. I'm not on TikTok. JC won't let me get on TikTok. TLOP is on TikTok. Like, for those people who are tuned in for the first time, one thank you, but we affectionately are known by our fans as TLOP. TLOP stands for The Loan Officer Podcast. We have a website, TLOP online or theloanofficerpodcast.com. And John Coleman, who's the producer extraordinaire, he's usually my co-host, We have a TikTok account, just like we have Facebook and we have Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn and we have the website, but he won't ever let me get on TikTok uh, because he said I'll get stuck going down rabbit holes uh, (laughs) and he needs to keep me focused and like not chasing shiny objects. But I do understand enough that TikTok and Instagram is really good For for a 60 second clip about... Ping, do this, ping, do that. And if you do, you'll have all this money.
1: Check, yes, yeah. So
0: you fell for that.
1: I did, I did. I mean, our attention spans are are quite small. So I mean, I see, okay, $30,000 check, what's that?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's go do
1: that. And I mean, and went down that, tried to learn about it. I was like, okay, let me see
0: what this is about. Let me go try.
1: And And how'd it work out for you? uh, Not so well.
0: Not so well. So like, you try to do this on your own. Correct. Yeah, you're gonna become a real estate investor and you had a lot of money saved up? Negative. No, no, (laughs) no. no, no. You didn't have any money saved up. No. Okay. Would you recommend someone who wants to get into real estate, regardless of the TikTok video they recently watched, would you recommend that they need money?
1: So that's the thing, right, is they always talk about, all right, guys, you can get into real estate with no money down, or you don't need any money. You You can do all this with no money. Get these fat checks, no money. Yes, theoretically, that's true. And, you know, of course, there is truth behind that. But at the same time, it's like when you really get into it and you realize, you know, there's, plenty of expenses to get these deals, to get these fat checks, it's not that simple. You, yeah. you, you need capital, you need money. I mean, we're spending a ton of money each month on marketing, we need a ton of money to buy these homes, and it's just things like that. So
0: it's not as easy as it seems. Because the theory of, of wholesaling, for those that don't know, it's essentially, well, I don't know what you think of, I think of wholesaling as contract assignment. Correct, yep. Okay, so I'm never even buying this home. So Correct. the theory of you can buy this house and resell it with no money out of your pocket, is because if you can go find a seller, who's willing to sign a contract to sell you the home for cheap enough, you can actually go find another investor, assign that contract to that other investor, maybe to use numbers, you told the seller you're buying it from him or her for 150, $150, $150,000. And the home may be worth $225,000 after it's repaired. You go and find another investor And you say, Hey, I will assign you my rights to buy this home for one fifty, but I'm actually gonna do it for one sixty. That way I get a ten thousand dollar check. Assignment fee, right. Assignment fee. Right. Yep. So then you're talking about a thirty thousand dollar check, right? That was the TikTok that you went down that rabbit hole. Right. Same thing would apply. That person put it under contract. You, Cameron Moore, theoretically put the home under contract for one fifty. Right. You never closed on it. Nope. You just went and assigned that contract to another investor. Correct. For 180,000. Right. The 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 seller gets the 150 that you promised them. You get the delta. You, you pick up the delta, the 30,000, and then this new investor just bought a investment home for basically 180 grand. Correct. Yep. So you kind of got a finder's fee. Correct. Yep. For finding the home. Exactly right. So in theory, that can be done. Absolutely. But in, what's theory.
1: what's real world look like? So a couple things, right? Is okay. Who's going to buy the home from you? Uh, you, you don't know if you're just getting started. Like, where are these investors? Who, who's going to buy that? That you need that? You're not closing on the property because that's the whole no money down, right? Okay, that's important. Firstly, so I need how a do network. Find... I need a network of investors. Correct, and, and that's and that's if. But the most important thing, go find the seller. How do you find the seller? Okay, well, you need to market. You have to be direct to seller. Nobody's just going to raise their hand and come to you. Hey, I want to sell you my property for seventy cents on the dollar. That's not that's not how the real world works. Okay, so how do you find that seller? You have to do direct marketing. You know, direct to seller marketing, and that's that's expensive. I mean, there's plenty of ways you can do that. You know, whether it be calling, direct mail, all of them work, but they cost money. You know, so you either have to have money or time. And even if you do have time, it's like, okay, well, if you're going to make cold calls, if you're going to go drive for dollars, do things like that, you got to have some money to spend to, to do those things. Well, yo,
0: it's the well, gas is right now four dollars a gallon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even when you started, gas was two fifty a gallon. Right, right. Right. So even at two fifty a gallon, if you're driving. Uh, just 10, 100 and 200, let's say 240 miles, right. your car is getting 20 miles a gallon, right? Right. You're still spending, what, what is that in, in, in terms of gas, right? right? You're still filling up a gas tank. That's still $25, right? That starts to add up if you do it every single month, right? Now you could door knock, Sure. right? You could go door knock. I mean, think about that. You're going to go through neighborhoods. It's you and every solar <laughs> panel salesperson is knocking on doors, right. you're going to introduce yourself to someone, by the way, you've never sold a house, never bought a house, No, no. you have no but you're going to say, Hey, I want to buy your house. Right. And then they're going to ask you a question like, well, how much do you want to pay for it? Uh, uh, uh yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. But, but to your point to just to get started, you need to first find the house. Correct. And finding the house could cost money. Correct. Right. Even if you drive for dollars, right. You still have to get your message in front of that person. Correct. Which means you either have to already know their phone number, which you're not. Right. Now there are services that would help me find that phone number. Correct. And you can pay for those services or you can oh, go- I have to do what? Right. Oh, I have hey. to pay. Right. So there are services that will allow me to skip trace. Correct. Based on a property address. Right. And then I can use my cell phone that I'm already paying for. Right. And I can make those phone calls. Right. That's the time you're talking about. Correct. Um, I could mail these people. Right. Well, that costs money, though.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Po-
0: postage and, and
1: printing. And you're also competing with every other investor in the city that you're in. And, and okay. <laughs> so it does, it's not as easy as just yeah. Let me go see these five houses and send mail to them and get a deal.
0: Yeah, I, I could hire someone to make phone calls for me. You could. Yeah, you could hire a VA. A VA. What's a VA? Yeah, a what what is assistant. a VA? A virtual assistant. Yeah. Someone who lives in Philippines or the some... Philippines or Indonesia. Right. Pakistan. Right. Pay them three dollars an hour. Cheap labor. Yeah. They'll make phone calls for me. Yeah. Oh, but I need money. Correct. Okay. Right. So it's not necessarily a get rich quick. No. Yeah, I think that's what your experience was. Was and that's what I thought. You got into it and you're like, okay, this is great. I'm gonna make $30,000. dollars you were probably thinking, I'm fine making five grand. I'm in college. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go find a home, put it under contract, and yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assign it to a more senior, more seasoned, more more experienced person. Correct. But what you have to solve for is, how do you find the house? Right. Then when you find a house, how do you know what the right offer is? How do I value a house? I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. How do you learn how to evaluate a home? Is, is there a YouTube, YouTube university to figure out how you so, value a home? Right.
1: So technically, you can find anything you want on YouTube university. university. Okay. And, and it's like, okay, that's great. But when it comes to being practical and actually like using your application, it's, it's not as easy as it seems because you're going to have questions about your specific deals. And those aren't answered by, you know, you don't have anyone to ask questions to. So it's, you can't just go on Zillow. I mean, you can, but it's like, you need to get these numbers correct or your in buyers aren't gonna buy the property from you. Yeah. So oftentimes these wholesalers or, or people like me, I guess at the beginning, would go and lock these properties up way too high. Well, then you're stuck on this contract, you can't assign it and you're gonna have to
0: cancel, cancel the contract or else you're, you're screwed because you can't close on it. Yeah, so then you end up kind of doing someone dirty, right. right? You end up putting a home under contract you never had the intention of actually buying that house because guess what you don't have any money correct <laughs> so you can't buy it no and you could try to go get a loan but you probably can't because you probably can't qualify for that loan right because you don't have any money correct because your lender's going re- to yeah your lender's going to require some kind of a down payment correct they're going to see some kind of a credit score they want to see that you have some kind of provable income or some kind of a track record doing this so you're only stuck doing contract assignments but you first have to figure out, A, who has a home to sell, which that may take you time and money, marketing dollars you're talking about. And then once you find the person who raises their hand and say, yeah, I have a home to sell, Cameron, how do you know what offer to make them? Right. What What are some tools besides Zillow, besides Redfin's website? Like, are there tools that you have found throughout the past two years that work for you for properly evaluating the home's? current market value.
1: Right. So so there are a couple things. There's things like PropStream, uh, okay. which is like a database that will use comparables. It'll show you some... Free
0: or is that, no, that cost
1: money? Cost money. <laughs>
0: okay. Out of curiosity, how much money? hundred bucks a month. So hundred bucks a month, I can subscribe to PropStream. Right. And PropStream will help me figure out what a home's... Current value is or the what well, we, we we use in the industry after repair value. Yep, ARV. Yep. After you fix this home up, here's what it's gonna be worth. And that's that's a terminology, by the way, for anyone who's looking to get into real estate, right. you better know ARV. Correct. Like ARV is like the most basic. It's what's the home's value after you dumped in all of the, the repairs.
1: Yep. And the formula that typical wholesalers use is ARV, you know, you want to get it at $70 70 cents on the dollar. So 70% Off of ARV, ARV minus repairs. Okay, so So, you want to let's say the house is after it's fixed up, ARV is worth $100,000. Okay. You as a wholesaler are looking to get it at 70 cents, so $70,000 minus repairs. If it needs 20 grand in repairs, you're looking to get the house at 50 grand. 50
0: grand would be would be your offer. Correct. Yeah, and that's a good rule of thumb. Is that happening in today's day and age?
1: That's the thing, too. It's like, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. First off, it's not happening. Second off, there's other things in there closing costs, you know, you have to pay fees, realtor fees, things like that, that people don't really talk about. So it's like, typically, if you're a wholesaler, you want to make an assignment fee, you got to get it even lower than that. Yeah. And in today's market, good
0: luck. In today's market, good luck. Right. So I think that's that's the big eye-opening experience. Like, c- can this be done? Yes. Absolutely. But there's a lot that comes to it. Things that you don't think about. Right. Like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Oh, cool. There's a software for that. Yes, there is. But that software costs what? Oh, a hundred dollars. Right. Hey, cool. I'm gonna go drive for dollars. I'm gonna go door knock. But I want to do more. I want to call these people. Right. Well, how do I get their phone number? Well, there's a service for that. But guess what? That service costs money. Costs money. Right. Hey, I want to send a mailer. Cause I heard mailers work cause every investor in America is freaking doing them. Right. Right. But they're expensive. Right. That means it costs money. Right. So yes, it's, it's going to take some capital. So wholesaling is a great way or contract assignments, a great way for someone to get started in this industry. I have many friends who are successful real estate investors who started that way. Same. But what I love having you on the show for, and while you're here is to kind of let people know real world, it's going to take money. Right. It, right. You need some scratch. Correct. 5 10 15 grand something to get you started. Right. To get you to where you can um, build a pipeline, get enough at bats, figure out and then you'll start slowly. Eventually though you want to move away from wholesaling. Yes? I, to be honest, yeah, especially now, right? Like the
1: real the real big checks are made, you know, if you get good at flipping or taking down the property or, or holding the property. That's where real wealth's made. Okay. Um but you know, going back to that point is like, yes, you can make it in wholesaling and, and all these marketing strategies we're talking about, all of them work. And and they always will. The thing is you need to be consistent, which was something that I was not. You know, I had shiny object syndrome, jumped around, I was like, oh, if this doesn't work in a month, then if it doesn't work. It's like, no, they all work. But you need to spend time and, and stay consistent with it and give it give it time. You know, show up every day and, and make those calls if you're if you're gonna cold call. If you're gonna drive for dollars, drive for dollars consistently and give it time, make make the calls every day and keep at it for three months and then come back and see what you learn. you know? Don't I love just... that.
0: So um, I wasn't even at that part in this interview, but I'm glad you went there. Write this down. Your first piece of advice based on your experience is take pick one marketing strategy that you know works yep. and get good at it. Absolutely. Give it time. Yes. You said you early on in your career, you jumped around too much. Does that mean like, you did Facebook ads for a month, yeah. then you tried to drive for dollars for a month, then you tried to hire a VA, a right. virtual assistant for a month, right. then you did mailers for a month, and then you door knocked for a month, but you never did one thing consistently no. long enough. Right. But and you tried it all.
1: I did, and I was like, okay, well, you know, one of these should, should you hear that they work. That's yes. the biggest thing, too. You hear that they work.
0: These guys on YouTube, these guys on Instagram, all that. They who, say they Who work. are some of the people that people should be following? If you're into this, besides Cameron Moore. Sure. Yeah. Like, hey, follow hey, me, guys. follow Cameron Moore. What, what is your handle? Do you even have a handle? In- Instagram, if
1: you look up Cameron Moore, you'll see my face. Just follow me there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Phone number? Are, are yeah. you okay with that? Absolutely. Just throw Let's it out it. there. All right. 863-221-6048.
0: And you're cool with people reaching out to you? Call, text, FaceTime if you want. I'll answer. Yeah. He likes to... He, I, I, I've known Cam now for two years. He likes to mastermind. Absolutely, this guy literally. I pick up the phone. We'll, we usually talk most Tuesdays, right? Tuesday yeah. afternoons, uh, we'll have him, like a coaching call together, and um, he'll uh, he'll be like, "Oh, I got this friend." I yeah. love that they're always friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Well, how do you know this person?" Because they're in St. Louis or they're in met Kansas. Him once. <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh, well, no, we connected via Facebook, yeah. or I met him at this one industry function that I went to." Yeah. But yeah, I do know that you do enjoy synergizing, and you also, which we're going to get to, because the reason why you're able to do 10 transactions last year. And the reason why you've already done 10 this quarter was my favorite P word. You found some partners. Boom. And you're not afraid of whether you call it a JV, which stands for joint venture or a partnership. You're not afraid to partner with other investors. No. Because if it makes sense, you're down to make money. Absolutely. Yeah. You're you're down to to solve a need for the seller. Right. Rebeautify a community and make money while doing it. Correct. And partnerships... Again, we're gonna I'm teasing this and what we're gonna get to is Cam learned things the hard way, found out that with coaching, with a little bit of money, with finding some some equitable partners, you can really achieve your goals. And that's not just in real estate investing, that's all things in life. Today's episode just has to be real estate investing. Right. I mean it's like would you rather have
1: a whole grape or a piece of a watermelon? I mean, that's like simple analogy there. And it it expands your possibilities endlessly because like we're going we're talking about you can do these things by yourself, but wouldn't you rather you know, take a shortcut, and, and this shortcut being you know, the proper way, mm-hmm. go learn from somebody. Go learn from somebody who's actually doing what you wanna do. Find a mentor. I mean, somebody's out there in your market, it's just a fact that they're doing what you wanna be doing. Yes. So go talk to them, figure it out, say, hey, I will work I will work for free. You just wanna learn what you're doing because that skill will pay you for the rest of your life. Yes. And so go find, go find a deal like we're talking about. Bring it to somebody. Say, hey, listen, I'm not looking to get paid. I mean, of course, they'll probably throw you a bone, but you're going to learn from them and you want to see it from A to Z and learning that is
0: 10 times more important than going to try to figure yeah, and, out and make quick buck. And ask questions. Correct. So it's like, look, if you're fortunate and you have money, let's say you have 15, 25 grand set aside. You're like, I'm going all in on this. Cool. Use some of that money to hire a coach Yes. or, or join someone's system. There's plenty of systems out there. Right, I know there's a guy Pace out of out of Arizona. He has his system, and yeah. I think there's a guy in Orlando named Alex. He has his system, and I'm sure you know even more. But there's people out there. Um, is is it Carrots? Is a website? Yeah, and they have a podcast. Right. And there's people that are featured on the well. I mean, there there is.
1: There's good people in the industry. Th- there are
0: good people to learn from. You yes. know,
1: if I if I had good example, if I had ten fifteen thousand dollars when I was starting, which I which I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I, looking back on it now, that's 100% what I would do. I would join a group, talk to people, network with them, they're going to be able to answer those questions, you know, if they're like, hey, how do I comp this house? Well, if you're by yourself, and you just have YouTube, like, yeah, you can figure it out. But you need answers to specific questions. You know, we'll talk about some potential deals, maybe and some some hiccups I had, but it's okay. like, when you get a deal under a contract, there's gonna be questions that the typical YouTube wholesaler is not going to talk to you about. And so having a group having, you know, a mentee, a mentor, it's huge. It's worth it 100%. So looking back on it, if I had 10 grand, I'd go invest that into a group, a mentor, somebody that's legit, doing what you want to do, and you learn tenfold.
0: Yeah, because I know you have a friend here in the Orlando market Yeah. who you you met just trying to connect with other people who are doing what, what you do, and he's crushing it. And he's your age, maybe you're older, yeah. you're younger even. Right, Yeah. He's crushing it. But when you got to know him, I pressed you. You're telling me the story. I pressed you. I'm like, Cam, but tell me there's something more behind it. Right. And you're like, oh, well, he worked for two years. Right. Under someone else. Right. Who is really crushing it. Right. And then he spun off and went
1: on his own. And made zip. He made zip, right? So, so he learned, he worked for them and, and, you know, made a fraction of what he could be making. But he learned. So that's the key there. He learned and he was able to make his, his errors underneath them off of his, not his own dime. And so he learned that, and now he's on his own, but he's also investing a ton of money into himself, into groups, into masterminds,
0: yes. into things like that. And that's why he is where he's at today. Yeah, he doesn't have the jet ski and the brand-new Charger <laughs> and quite. the condo downtown. Yeah, because he's, he's in it for the long run. Right. And, and he's looking at it as a long play, not, not a short-term get-rich-quick. Right. He's like, no, I'm going to make a career out of this. I'm going to build an empire, and I need to do it the right way. We just had lunch with a guy that I met in the gym. I meet this dude in the gym. He hears me talking to Cameron about one of the deals that Cameron's trying to structure. And um, he introduces himself. The guy's name is Greg, he's a great guy. But I even Greg. So Greg is so specialized in real estate investing, he wholesales nothing but raw land and vacant lots. Like how cool is that? Like he knows that's what I wanna do. And um, Greg, just like your buddy, he started working for someone else, Yeah. right? He worked for someone else. He probably didn't make a whole lot of money, but he learned a particular skill set that'll now feed him for a lifetime. And now Greg can really um, you no—he'll know, start small, right? He'll start doing one or two transactions a quarter, then one or two transactions a month, and then he'll probably take some of that capital and instead of just flipping the lot through a wholesale or a contract assignment, my guess is in two years Greg wants to hold on to the lot, right? And then Greg's going to want to go JV or joint venture with a builder. Right. And then maybe Greg wants a piece of that profit when the builder builds the house and they resell it. And now it's a way for Greg to go from making five or six grand per contract assignment to maybe fifty, sixty thousand dollars per home sold. Yep. Yep. But Greg followed that, that, that same mold and ultimately to fast forward for everyone, that's what you end up having to do. You right. ended up finding uh financial partners. Yep you also ended up finding more seasoned salespeople to teach you sales, yeah. right? People who invested in your sales curriculum, right. who, who taught you how to maybe value a house or negotiate a deal, you know, the, the right vernacular to use. Um, and when you did that, you took a smaller piece of the pie, but I loved your analogy. I've never heard it explained that way. Would you rather a, a big slice of a watermelon or a slice of a watermelon or a grape, a whole grape, right? the entire grape? right? All one ounce of that, yeah, or ten ounces of a slice of watermelon. Watermelon 10's all day. bigger than one. Exactly. Watermelon all day. Exactly. And it's like there's, there's levels, right? And
1: starting, starting fresh and learning by yourself, you know, it's it is possible. But when you look back on it, and I look back on it, it's like the things I could have shortcutted, and I don't mean shortcut in a bad way. I mean like you know to skip to get to higher levels quicker. Yeah. It's just learning from people.
0: It really is. It's yeah, like, your your shortcut is shortening the length of your of your learning, learning curve. curve, right? Yeah, and taking your learning curve and and it's also um, we've done this at Waterstone Mortgage. So Waterstone Mortgage is kind of like my baby. I have two business partners. We've been running a Waterstone Mortgage operation for the past fourteen years. And something that when I'm onboarding a new branch, like let's say I'm trying to open up a branch in Tampa, Florida, and they're like, well, well, why should I come work for you at Waterstone versus I'll just open up my own mortgage company? I'm like, well, it's guaranteed success. Like, we are a branch in a box for you. We have the systems, the processes, the know how, and the personnel. All you have to do is tie into what we're doing. Right. When you go out and seek partnerships, it's kind of what you're looking for. It's like, how do I mitigate my risk? How do I guarantee that I'm going to be successful, even if it means I have to give up a small portion of my pie?
1: Is that guy doing it? Are they doing it? You know, it's it's worth it. It's worth it, right? And so go find somebody that's doing it. And then to touch on your point, too, about, you know, there's endless possibilities to to make money in, in, you know, like real estate, for example, but it's important to, pick something you're gonna do and, and stay stay focused on that. Cause I mean, like I said, shiny object syndrome, there's gonna be a ton of opportunities that, that sound great. And you know, oh, you know, commercial real estate, multifamily, this, that, and this, but pick something, go find somebody that's doing it. And then, you know, bring them a deal, learn from them. How can I help you? I mean, you know, add value to them. That's the biggest thing is don't be, oh, can I pick your brain? Nobody wants that. You have to, how do you add value? You know, find bring them a deal. Like yeah. you can't just DM somebody on Instagram that's succeeding. Hey, can I pick your brain? What does that do for them? They're busy, their time's valuable. Add value to them, you know, go find them a deal. Talk, put in the time, find them a deal, and then they'll, they'll give you the time of day then, you know?
0: That's great advice, um, which comes back to our original conversation about how do you find a deal?
1: Good question. How, let's How talk. do you find a
0: deal? Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about that, because me knowing you personally, I know you've dabbled on Facebook ads, I know you've dabbled with the Carrots Hit website, everything. I know you drive for dollars, you've gone door knocking, you've done mailers, right. um, you've done the virtual assistant, like, Google SEO, like you've done it all sometimes too fractional, right? That's what you learned. You're like, wait a minute, I can't do all seven. I need to pick two or three and get really good at those two or three. And then I'm going to, I'm going to first become effective and then efficient. Is that how it works? Yep. Yep. So I'm going to become effective with two and then become efficient. And I've learned from knowing you for the past two plus years. Yeah, when I first met you, you are like, oh, we're going to do mobile homes and multifamily, and we're going to do some wholesale, we're going to do some buy and hold, and I know this thing called sub-two financing, and I'm like, wow. One, I didn't know all that existed. So kudos to you because you knew all that existed, but I know how to run a business. I'm like, hey, why don't you pare that down? Yeah. Like, let's first start on on just, let's fix and flip some single-family homes. Let's get really good at it. Let's get get really really good good at at it, it, Yeah. and then let's scale it to where... You have a buyer who's out there, your disciple, your junior, your mini you, who's out there buying homes, just like you would be buying homes. Right. They're following your marketing system. Right. And you're maybe fronting the money now because you made it, right? You're reinvested back into your business. And then maybe you have a project manager right. and maybe you have a transaction coordinator. Then, if Cameron Moore gets excited and his next shiny object is, well, now I want to fix a flip multifamily, cool. Go do that go do that. But don't try to do it all at once. Right. And that was probably something that you struggled with early on. Oh, I was so bad. Yeah, so
1: bad. I mean, I just, you know, opportunities are endless. And I'm like, Yes, I want to grab them all. But it's like, by trying to grab them all, you're not grabbing anything. Yes. And so once I finally started to focus and, and stay, you know, had the blinders on, and focused on one specific thing, you know, that being single family, you know, whether that wholesaling, wholesaling, flipping, it started, to you know, take off from there. And And really, you know, going back to the marketing thing, yes, they all work, all those marketing channels work so so pick one you know whether that's however much money you have to spend you pick one you know whether that's cold calling drive for dollars and just become the best at it yeah literally just become the best at it put in the reps put in the time and you know you can go online find scripts right it's like okay you know you have all these answers but go go do it because you you you're gonna to learn it. you gotta yep. do it yeah
0: so and um i won't let any secrets out Right. We we talk about some of the technologies. Everyone knows PropStream, right? Yeah. Everyone knows Redbell. Like those yeah. are some of the technologies you should be using. Podio, if you're into CRM stuff. like. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, my experience with CRMs, whether it's Podio or Big Purple Dot or Agent Legend or Market Connect. I mean, a, a CRM is a CRM. CRM is a uh, it's – on, it's only good if you use it. <laughs> you correct. It is only good if you use it. But no. So right now, you are a drive for dollars, and you are a mailer person. Yep. That's – Yep. That is what you focused on. You've yep. done everything else, right? But right now, you're like, "Hey, get me through 2022." Right. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to get damn good at it. Right. Because first, you got to start doing it. Then you got to figure out how to become effective with it. and Then you got to become efficient. Correct. Because there's going to be tweaks along the way. But if you're not doing it and dedicating your all to it, so for those that are wondering, well, how's Cameron buying in today's market in, in, a, in you know two, three, four homes a month? Well, right there, mailers. Yep. and driving for dollars yeah that's how he's doing it question for you is when you go into a transaction do you know that you're gonna wholesale it whether you're going to wholetail it retail it um, fix and flip it fix and hold it Right. like when do you make that decision and by the way what in the hell is a wholesale?
1: so so there's there's three little breakdowns in regards to you know I guess there's four so one being wholesaling what we mean by wholesaling is what we talked about earlier where you lock up a, a contract and you assign that contract
0: to an end buyer and you make the Delta Okay, so I'm never closing on that. Correct. It requires little money out of my pocket to to purchase the home. Now, yep. I may have spent money to market to find the seller. Right. But in terms of buying it, I'm not... You're just putting your EMD down,
1: your earnest money deposit. So that could be anything from 10 bucks to... 50 bucks or 50,000 who, knew, who so, knows. So,
0: so for the novices out there, I know this from running a mortgage company for the past 18 years. When you go to buy residential real estate, the seller is going to want some kind of a security deposit. Right. Cameron used the technical term EMD or earnest money deposit. It's a security deposit, right? Yep. It is. Hey, look, I'm serious. Um, there are some investors who try to do it with $0. Most sellers want something. Yeah. I think they should be offered something They're just for be... peace of mind, yeah. 500 bucks, Right. a thousand bucks. Now, in the residential real estate world, it's like 2% of the purchase price. So you're buying a $400,000 home retail, you're giving eight to $10,000 as an EMD. Mm. But you're talking right now wholesale, the only money out of my pocket, I may have to stroke a check for $500 to $1,000 of my money that I, tell, I give to the seller or the sellers representing title company, saying, I'm a serious buyer and you lock up that contract. And then that's when you go and find another investor to actually come and close on it,
1: right? And so, you yeah.
0: and, and you, you flip them the contract for a slightly higher a slightly higher sales price, and you pick up the difference or the delta between what you told the seller versus what you told this end buyer, right? Okay, cool. That's wholesale. Wholesale. Cool. You mentioned the word wholesale.
1: Wholesale. So what okay. we refer to with wholesale is where we are going to buy the property, we are going to close on it, okay? But we're going to do very minor things after we after we buy it. So whether that be maybe just clean it out, maybe throw on a little bit of paint, nothing nothing major. Okay. Not a typical whole fix and flip. Like lipstick and perfume. Yes. And, and, okay. And not, maybe not even perfume. Maybe clean the property out, and but then we're going to list it back on the MLS. Okay. So the reason we do that is because the MLS is where you're going to be able to access the whole nation's
0: buyer pool. Yep. MLS stands for Multiple Listing Service. Right. It's basically where... If you're on Zillow or Redfin or Coldwell Banker's MLS. website, it's pulling data from MLS. It's the homes that are on the market that are being freely marketed by the real estate community. Yep. Right. That's the MLS. Yep. Okay. So wholetail means you basically bought this property, but you're not, you're not putting on a new roof. You're not yeah. doing new AC. You're not doing new floors. You're not redoing the bathroom or the kitchen cabinets. Right. Maybe the home's just an absolute wreck. Maybe a hoarder lived there. Maybe it smells really bad because it's an old cat lady. Yeah and you
1: just go and clean it out or it's nice or it could be nice. You just got happen to get it at a discount. Right? Okay. And so typically, you know, typically the ones we do, if it's, if it's nasty like that, we're, we're probably gonna end up selling that to the people that watch HETV, and they're like, Oh, I want to go flip houses. Okay. Sure you do. Yeah. Come by this house off MLS, you MLS, know? but,
0: but, but, you know, when you're making that offer, mm-hmm. right? When you're sitting down with that seller, you have a general idea whether or not you're going to wholesale it or wholesale yep. it. Yep. Okay. So you're, you're, you're kind of making that determination up front. What are some of the factors that go into why would you wholesale versus wholesale or a true fix and flip, right? right? A true fix and flip is when you are going to do the new roof, the new AC, to the paint the outside, paint the inside, new floors. There, there's certain aspects. What's the deciding factor or factors on why you do one and not the other? Sure. So, so in the fix and flip model, the, the typical,
1: the full process, we're looking at that ARV, you know, which we talked about earlier. The after the, repair value. The yep. maximum amount we can get. And then, for example, like today's market, you know, it's it's being pushed. But that's another thing too is like you know, a lot of investors in today's market are underwriting these deals, or you know, trying to run the numbers on these deals, and they're banking on on the appreciation. They're banking. They're like going, "Oh, I know in three months this house will be worth more. It will be worth more than it is." Well, now. I hope you're not doing that. And some people are, and you know what? That's how you get caught with your pants down. Yes. it's all fun in the game while the music's on.
0: But uh, yeah, good luck, buddy. No, don't. No, that that's a what not to do. But um, so you make your decision though like just is it, is it a money decision yeah is it, is it based solely on based on return based on return yeah so so you have a spreadsheet or you have a technology that you subscribe to yeah. that you can plug in the numbers and you can be like well if i just wholesale it more likely i'll make this much right if i wholetail it then because if you wholetail it i'm assuming you sell it for less money because it's not totally fixed up correct so if you wholetail it that just means you cleaned it out put it back on the market he didn't put repairs into it. But you didn't put repairs into it. So your after repair value, well, there's no repairs. So right. your value's less. Right. And then your after repair value, that means you did a full rehab. Right. So for you, it's just, money. Yeah, just it's, a money. it's a return. And, and it, it differs on each
1: property too. You know, if a property needs a ton of work and it, we may not be as, conf- as confident in that property, maybe we'll sign that property. Or, okay. you know, maybe if one, you, you want to get in and out get quick, you know, we'll wholetail it and, and go from there. But it really just depends on the total return. And it also comes with experience, too. Things like that. Like, you have no idea what your returns are going to be if you haven't done this before. So, it's like you can't estimate how much you can wholesale this for if you haven't wholesaled property or haven't spoken to somebody else Well, that's another
0: question. How do you estimate repairs? Good luck. No, I have I'm no curious. idea. Like, at, you were 21 at the time. Now you're 23. You had zero two years experience, experience in construction. You, <laughs> you had zero. no experience in construction. Right. Yeah. So, if someone with no experience, how do you walk into a property and determine? How much is a new AC? How much is a new roof? How much is flooring? Is it is it per foot? I'll tell you because I know it's a it's paid per foot, right? right for installation per foot uh, to purchase. Right. A painter is this much. A new roof is fifteen grand. A new AC is eight grand. But if you haven't done that, you're gonna have no idea. Are there technologies that, that does Podio have those types so, of services?
1: So there are technologies out there that you okay. can use, and, and they're probably pretty good. But my recommendation. But they cost money. <laughs> oh, do they? What? Yeah. They cost oh, money. you need money. Wow. Yeah, but my recommendation would be, you know, talk to, once again, talk to people that are doing it, or, or be to find a contractor, find a GC, bring them out there, you know, pay them 100 bucks, pay them 150 bucks. If he can tell you how much is XYZ is going to be to repair, and you, you write that down, then there you go. You yeah. have an idea of how to do repairs now, based on somebody that's so, actually doing this. So this
0: is where partnerships have to come into play. Yeah, Like, you could look up to a senior partner, bring them a deal, like you talked about, bring them a deal, split the profit with them, yeah. and ask them if you can shadow as they do it right right or bring in a general contractor be willing to spend 200 or 300 for their time hey i want to pay you just their time to spend an hour walking this property with me be there with them by the way
1: oh, we have to be
0: and here. and take notes and have them point things out and tell you estimated ballpark what each is going to cost right so but when you and i i know this I've you know obviously you're my friend and i have several other friends that are in this realm this world full time Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's certain times that you're willing to make a little bit less if a property required you to do a full scale rehab and that rehab was gonna take a hundred days because supply chain issues right now, it's hard to find appliances. It's hard to find windows. It's hard to find contractors that'll show up on time. And you know that you will get the biggest bang for buck if you fully rehab the property or you can make 20% less and just throw it back in MLS after it's cleaned out There are many instances. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have chosen the path of least resistance, even if that path only earned you twenty-five thousand dollars versus thirty-five thousand dollars. Is that correct? Absolutely. Time is money, and and there's a ton of risk
1: involved. I mean, if if we know that we can, you know, get this done quick in thirty days versus, you know, one hundred twenty days, I mean, that's risk. You know, holding these properties is risky, and you know, the supply chain issues. We don't know when, 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 like windows are going to come in. Yeah. When trusses would come in. You know, things like that. It's, it's going to take forever. So if you're doing Construction or rehabs, anything like that—that's a risk. And if you don't know, if you don't have experience with construction, that's where the assignments could come into play. Where you're just—you're never even part of the transaction. You know, you're—you're you're just making money on the front end.
0: What what percentage of your homes are you wholesaling versus wholesaling versus doing full rehabs on?
1: So. At this point, you know, towards the beginning, maybe we did a few more assignments, you know, getting into the game, but now we're pretty much taking everything down. Okay. So I would say- So you're
0: closing on just about everything. Yeah, I close on everything. But then is it 50-50 in terms of wholesale versus full rehab? So at this point- I right, mean, wholesale, wholetail. wholetail versus full rehab? Right, so at this point, we we started to do a little bit more wholetailing
1: just because, I mean, look at the market. Yeah. It, it just makes sense. That's and, so,
0: it, and, and by the way, that's key. Like right. for anyone who's tuning in, whether you're a veteran or you're a novice, the market's going to dictate what you do. Absolutely. And right now the market is allowing guys like Cameron Moore to take down a property, clean it out and throw it right back on the market and make 30, 35 grand, 40 grand all day. Don't ask all, questions. Yeah, <laughs> all day long, cuz right. that's a 60-day turn time. Absolutely. Right? Like when, versus 120. Well, when when you're using hard money, hard money charges you 10% interest. Yeah. So do you want to pay 10% interest for 60 days or 120 days? Yeah. And, and for what, Could you're trying to squeeze out an extra 10, 10 grand profit, right? 15 grand profit? Nah, take your money and run, Yes, right? That's, that's the, the song, take your money and run. So, so you, you are witnessing that you and your fellow investors are, if it makes sense, they're gonna wholetail more than doing a full rehab, because you're saying someone recently watched Chip Gaines and Joanna, they got super excited on, on HGTV, they would love to own that home, and instead of using your paint colors in your cabinets, and no, they'd rather buy the home cheaply from you, right. and they'll do all that hard work. Correct. The way that they want it done.
1: Correct, or we have these hedge funds, you know, out of California, out of New York.
0: Like if, if they're to buy it and take on the risk, hey, more power to you. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic of conversation. I was just at lunch with um, uh, two friends of mine that they own their own real estate brokerage, and you know, they have like 40 agents. They do a really, they a really good job. And it's a bone of contention, the hedge funds. Like, I love them. Like, I loathe them because I can see where, like, whether you as a real estate investor or even Mr. and Mrs. Sally Smith. Right. Right? Like, they want the most bang for their buck when it comes to selling their house. Mm -hmm. But I really don't like the number of corporations that are purchasing homes and they're they're overpaying and they're just turning them into rentals. I don't know if that's good for society, but that's... It's no, a whole other can of worms. That's a, a whole other, whole can other episode. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. And JC and I do a really good job of all, trying to stay apolitical yep. as much as possible because yep. people want to tune in to learn. Maybe they want to tune in to laugh. Maybe they want to tune in to get educated. But they don't want to tune in to get their panties in the <laughs> wad <wild> or <laughs> their rants. blood pressure you know, spiked yeah, spiked up. Um, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about some of your experiences. Okay. Yeah, you have, you have some war stories. I'm sure you have some big wins too. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about your – one of your most proud accomplishments, and maybe one of your hardest transactions. Okay. And let's talk about one that you're like, yeah, if I was going to do a TikTok video, it's going to be this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's start with the bad,
1: right? Okay. So the beginning of, of all this, you know, one of the first deals we got is it came from driving dollar driving for dollars and, and cold calling. Okay. So we get a hold of Mr. And Mr. Seller, and he has six units, uh, you know, six units that are quite literally shacks. Individual. Yeah. Individual yep let's like, so six
0: separate transactions
1: all in one uh, just okay. six units so actually i'm sorry there was uh two duplexes and two single family houses okay but they're all in the same lot or uh, multiple lots and they're all next to each other so you had six units okay and he's getting to the end of his time and he wanted to get out of the game sell them that's perfect
0: right you know that that's that's a deal yeah, yeah that's that's, that's what you're looking for you're exactly. looking for by the way you're looking for a seller who has pain motivation yeah the motivation yeah. yeah it doesn't be physical pain but right. like a lot of times it's like look I inherited these two homes they're owned by me and my sister my sister's in California I'm in New York they're sitting vacant we just got to unload them you're there you're there to solve problems yes
1: yep and okay. so you know we found a problem that I had the solution to well at least I thought
0: yeah so and, and this was a gentleman who was older in life yep he was kind of ready to liquidate ready to kind of get out of the game as you said yep so he had a price in his head yeah. If you could get him that price, he didn't care about anything over that. Right. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there are people out there that they have a price in their head. Yes, they do. Like, I'll, you won't be able to tell this story, so I'll tell a story. A buddy of mine, Brooke, bought a house that literally he brags about. All he had to do is change the doorbell. <laughs> like, he changed the doorbell because it didn't work and resold it. He didn't make that much money and probably made like 15, 20 grand on it. But the guy that he was buying it for, he's like, I hate realtors. I don't want anyone in my house. He's like, if you'll give me this price, I don't care what it's worth, if I get that much money, I'm good to go. Yeah. Brooke ran the numbers. He's like, Yeah, I think I can do that. Never assume. Yeah. Never assume. Yeah. Just because they
1: have a nice house, never assume.
0: Yeah, well that that was a big lesson is Brooke Brooke almost didn't go on that particular appointment, appointment yeah. because he thought the home was too nice. Yeah. But he went on the appointment and made fifteen grand in like thirty one days. All he had to do was change out a... I mean, what? An hour to to meet with the dude, an hour to rate the contract, an hour to go to closing, and 20 minutes to change out a um, a doorbell. Is that three three and a half hours? Right. To make 15, 25 grand, something like that? Right. Pretty awesome. And that's what I heard about on TikTok, guys. So that's why I got into this. Yes. And and, yeah. So yeah, we we should get on TikTok and tell Brooke's story. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Easy money. It was that easy. Yeah. Little did they know that he probably spent six grand on marketing. Yeah. To make that fifteen or twenty grand. Yeah, and he's okay. good at getting a contract. Uh, yeah, than, yeah. Uh, well, and, and he's a constant salesman. salesman. He's been through that. Sandler sales training, like, yeah, tons of stuff details, like that. Details, details. Details, oh yeah, details. Right. No, but so so you find this older gentleman. Correct. He's ready to liquidate. Yep. He has this multi unit property or parcel. Right. And then what So so
1: first things first things first, I mean like I'm like, okay, this has to be a deal. You know, he's motivated, he wants to sell this, I have a number of mine. But then I'm like, wait a minute. YouTube didn't teach me how to comp, you know, six units. Oh my God, what is this? And you start looking up that, and they start talking about cap rate, and they start talking about like multifamily. And it's like, no, that's not what I have. This is different. What do you do? And so, this is where I start to get stumped. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I think I have a deal here.
0: Uh, you know, he wants three hundred thousand. thousand. I, I think it is probably worth more than that. Okay, um, which is what you want, right? The seller wants 300 grand and you're like, ooh, that's great, because I can maybe give you 300 grand and maybe there's enough money left over for me to make money. Correct. Because this is a business, you're trying to make money. Correct. Okay. Yep.
1: And, and so another thing too that I want to emphasize is like, throughout the whole process, I was blatantly honest with him. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot, of, there's a bad rap with wholesalers um, in the industry because they're a little sleazy. And what I mean by that is, you know, they'll, they'll say they're gonna buy this property, but they really have no intention uh, of buying this property. And so I was upfront with him as like, listen, I know I'm partnered with some people. I know you want 300,000. Let me try for you.
0: Okay. So this was not a home that, that you were at a point in your career where you're going to take it down. Oh no. That you were, you knew going into it. Hey, if I buy this, I'm not even gonna buy it. I'm wholesaling no. it. Correct.
1: Okay. Correct. This was, it, it was occupied. So t- that's another thing too. I need to talk about it was tenant occupied. So I couldn't get into all these units. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even see inside. I could only see the outside. I got inside of one
0: of them. And these are cardboard boxes. I mean these are some shacks.
1: Yeah. So you want to try to run an ARV, like who knows? I mean they Like need,
0: it, it wasn't it was made out of some kind of a pressed wood. It wasn't yeah. even like real wood or concrete. Like the it next was option wood.
1: The next option is to knock them down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but but he's getting like thirty two hundred a month from them. And rent. It, correct. Okay,
0: so the cash flow. Right. Which, in Orlando
1: one okay. percent rule, like hey, you know yeah. somebody's interested in that. And okay. I and I knew that. You know, I you, knew You that.
0: knew you knew enough to know that there's something called the one percent rule. Right. Which is basically if your monthly rent is greater than or equal to 1% of the purchase price. You should be doing all right. You should be doing all right. So you buy this thing for for 300 grand and then the rents received are for 3,200. Right. Yeah, that's like one point whatever. Yeah, you're doing good. 0.5%, Yeah, it's over 1%. Right, so I knew, okay. I knew that. Okay, so, so you knew that. Right, I knew that. So, so you knew there was a deal. Correct. But you knew that you didn't have 300 grand to buy it. Correct. Nor could you, Cameron Moore, 22 years old, No qualify for a hard money loan
1: and correct. And, and no bank's gonna lend me on this. I mean, are you kidding me? These are car I'm telling you, yeah. they're shacks. Okay, so uh, what do I do? I, I talk to him. I'm, you know, I build a relationship, I build a rapport. And I'm so brutally he likes honest. You. correct. He likes you. And that's, you know, spoiler, that's the whole reason I got the deal. To be honest, okay, because I was blatantly honest, I built rapport with him. And I, you know, I kept it a buck with him.
0: Yeah. And you, you're transparent. Absolutely. You, you know, because what you're saying is that the wholesale industry the wholesale aspect of real estate investing could in certain markets have a bad name because there are people out there that actually act like they're going to close on the house they act like they are the buyer but ultimately they have zero intention of ever closing their sole job is to find another person who's going to come in and and take out the contract or buy the contract from them hopefully for a fee right but you aren't that you're like hey sir just so you know, I will write a contract for three hundred grand. I'll give you a thousand dollars earnest money deposit to show you that I'm serious, but I have no intention. I'm partnered I'm, with. Some, I'm partnering. I know, some, I know some people.
1: Yeah. Let me let me reach out to my network and see if I can do this and make it easy for you. Okay. And he was like, "Absolutely, I will give you a shot." Yeah. Because so, what does he
0: care? He gets his three hundred grand. Right. And you're you're actually gonna do the hard work. I'm doing that exactly. I'm well, doing the oh, this is why this is the story of. This is not the TikTok brag about stories. no 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 this is this the is one. the real life this is the tough good one. luck and you did this like a year into your career so right. it wasn't like you were brand brand new no could you imagine getting this like your first or second month oh into your career oh my god that is nightmare fuel w- would you even have taken it down would oh, you have wrote, written the contract I, I, I probably couldn't have no because i would have no idea what to
1: do or okay. or what would happen is which i'm not like that but most people if they did write that contract it's going to expire and they're going to leave him with a bad taste in his mouth okay and that's what i wanted to avoid okay you know, just because you know, word travels and like, I want to build a good reputation in Orlando and in, in this city and just in, in general. And so I care about that. You know, some people may not, but I do. Yeah. So, um, I, I did end up, you know, he trusted me enough to where he signed on it and we had we the contract locked up. So then I went from there and I started reaching out to my connections that I had built in the meantime, uh, over
0: the past 12 months. So right. you had
1: done a decent and job I'm focused on yep. that. I focused on that. So I reached out to a few and one by one they start, you know, they look at it like, Oh, I think I have a buyer for you. I think I have a buyer for you. And then we start going through it and it's just one after one. No, oh, I need to get into it. The tenants, this, oh, the numbers are wrong. This, that, and this
0: funneling through them. So I'm getting to the point now it's like a month into this. So a month, how many hours a week do you think you're spending trying to find oh a buyer for the, for the, for this oh, property? A ton. I don't even know a
1: number, but like, like a 10, ton.
0: 15 hours a week. Right. Just on this one property, just on this one property. Right. So that means you weren't driving for
1: dollars. No, it meant you weren't calling. No, I wasn't building a pipeline. It was yeah. on put on stop. Okay. Right. So, I mean, and, you know, I'm meeting these buyers out there, looking at the property. Like, I'm, you know, being like, hey, what do you think? That sort of thing. And then what happens is they lead you on. They're like, yeah, I think we like it. This, that, and this. Mind you, it's been a month uh, when we put on the contract. Is enough. the seller getting antsy? Yeah, he's getting antsy. Yeah. And then also, it's like, okay, they got to a point where the contract expired. But, you know, because you put a date on the contract when you sign it, and the contract expired. But he still trusted me enough, and, and you know, I finally was able to get him to, you know, sign an addendum to extend the contract date okay so we kept how going. long did
0: you extend it for i think
1: another month another month okay yeah so this is yeah he's getting to the point and and i'm being awesome with him the whole time that's another thing too i didn't just leave him be i kept him updated that's another thing weekly that
0: daily uh, weekly okay yeah. weekly
1: that's something too that you know i feel like a lot of people do that probably causes a lot of the the failed transactions is they leave their seller in la la land they have no idea what's going on the seller thinks that you just dipped on them you got to keep them updated you, yeah. you got to keep them
0: you know even though things may be going smooth on your side they have no idea. It's still a service you're providing. Correct. You're providing a service to them. They, they could have sold their house a multitude of different ways. Right. right. They could have called Open Door. Right. They could have called the the local Keller Williams agent. Right. But instead they called you. Right. And you're going to give them a service, which is I'm going to help you sell your house. Correct. And so
1: and so here we are, you know, we're, we're a month into this. To be quite frank, I had no idea how much to value
0: this at. Yeah.
1: But how did I get my value? I talked to, I reached out to somebody and they're like, I think I can sell this for X. And I'm like, man, that sounds great. I think, he, I think he said like 360. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking 60, 60K. 60 Actually, no, we we're going to split it 50-50. So I was like, 30K, you know what? I'll take yeah. it all
0: day long. Uh, so you you try to do a JV partnership. Correct. Because you're like, look, for 30 days, you're trying to find someone to, to buy this home. Right. Buy this contract away from you. Yeah. You're getting no takers. You finally reached out to someone and said, hey, let's partner together. Right. And that partnership was, he thinks he could, he has a buyer for 360. Yep. Obviously you'll get the difference between 360 and 300, which is 60 grand, but because he- Brought the buyer. Brought the buyer, you're gonna split those profits, 30,000 a piece, but you're like, okay. Sure. that
1: That's thats why I got into this, okay. Right, and so I thought that was gonna work. Uh, you know, he seemed pretty confident. He's like, yeah, I think I can do this. Well, they came out there, they, you know, I can't remember why, there's something didn't work out. So then we're back to square one again. Finally, I'd been keeping up to date with these buyers, right? I stayed in contact with them and and one of them finally came through and was like, you know what, we can do this. And so I'm like, at this point, I'm like, listen, you know, all right, let's do this. But I want to know that you're serious. So I requested a $5,000 EMD from them. Okay. You know, make show, show that they're serious. And and he was, he was willing. So then we, we have the contract, we have everything under contract. You know, we're, we're set to close and then the fun really starts. So he needs to get, you know, proof of rent. From, from these people, which is like, and mind you, I have zero clue what he's talking about. I'm just thinking, get house locked up, assign contract, call it day. Yeah. And no, there's tenants in here. That's something that they don't really talk about too much on YouTube or, or all these, you know, Instagram, that sort of thing. So he needs to see rent roll. Well, I have no idea what rent roll is. And first off, this Are you guy- Are Googling that? Yeah. What I'm, I'm literally over here, yeah, like <laughs> Googling stuff, like, okay, what do I need to do? Uh, and so the seller is like, no, this has been like a, tr- a cash deal. They just pay me in cash each month. So
0: I'm like, well, how am I going to get this guy to believe us that they're actually getting this rent? Because it sounds like the buyer was getting financing. Correct. And and the the company, the, the lender financing it, wants to see that this thing actually does cash flow. Correct. Okay. And they want to see, you know,
1: they want to see. Yeah. And, and just for the buyer, too, he, he wants to know, like, are you lying to me? Yeah. And like, is this thing actually occupied? Are you actually getting those numbers? And that makes sense. But I had no idea. So then I'm over here figuring all that out. One, the buyer's, like, getting super antsy. The seller's like, listen, this is the money I'm getting. So then I had to... You know try to be the you know in between what you end up doing getting like bank statements from so the seller truly i literally just had to to go and show this the buyer that listen like hey here's this ma- last month's collection and like i had the the seller you know show me that and literally like had the cash and we literally had to show him like hey here's the cash literally like like a statement of, a, of the cash yes like a big, big statement of the okay cash deposit. yeah so and he literally like i think he took a picture of the cash on like a saturday when he collected rent I'm telling you, this is just like something. I mean, weird I guess stuff. if you had
0: to, you could have gotten the guy's Schedule E from his personal tax return and, 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 and if, hoped that it showed up there. Right, but it's just like, wow! Oh my gosh.
1: So like, these are things that, YouTube's not going to answer these questions. That's our so, point. So
0: how long did it take for this transaction to close? It did close, right? It did close. Okay. And, w- and what did you end up getting an assignment fee? So
1: we originally had it locked up. We got it for 360, but then, you know, he wanted some, there was a ton of things wrong with it. He the wanted, buyer did. the The buyer wanted some, you know, some, some drawbacks. And so there was like a roof, a new roof was needed. He ended up wanting like 16,000. So we we're going to
0: still make 44,000. I'm like,
1: yeah, that's fine yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. okay yeah we'll take okay, that so
0: you originally locked it up for 360. right but then you ended up having to drop the price to 344 which at this point you would put in 50 60 oh 70 hours it would have been two months did, did it go to three months or it, it went to like two and a half almost three months. Yeah, almost three months on uh, assignment for this quick easy assignment now the good news is you did make forty four thousand dollars, right like that's huge but it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't easy, and multiple times it almost fell through. Right now, I know, and we're getting long here, so I'll um, I'll be quick. But I, I know you've had transactions that never went through. Yeah, right. You've had the seller's mom passed away. Yeah, and the home has to go through something called probate. Right, and that's something they don't teach you on YouTube. No, nope. and it's like, well, well, how do you how do you handle that? Right, um, and there's transactions that you went out and you thought you were buying, and then all of a sudden. When the title work came back, you realize that there's actually still a mortgage on this property, and the home's been in foreclosure for seven years. And by the way, the seller never told you that. Right. So Surprise. you spent all this money on marketing, all this money going out to the property. You got the offer locked up. You probably worked with however you're doing financing, whether it's hard money or whether you're you're JVing it with just some local rich dude right. or rich gal. Right. And and which by the way, that's something you can do. If you have people with clout and and some cash, you could bring them these deals. Have them buy them, go into a partnership with you, split profits. Like that's sure. that's very doable. It's recommended, sure. especially when you're early on your career. What's your biggest win though? Like what's the one that you're like, man? Yeah. You know, I've now done. You've now done what thirty transactions um, over the past two years. You you you're like this is the one that YouTube yeah. would or uh, not YouTube but TikTok would get a little crazy over. On. Sure. Yeah. So
1: so we bought one that didn't need a ton of rehab, but this is a we purchased it for five hundred ten thousand. A nicer area.
0: Oh, you're gonna talk about this one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I have a different one. I'll, I'll share okay. that one and then then we'll, okay, we'll sure wrap on. it up.
1: Okay. Perfect. So this one, real quick. Uh, we bought it for five hundred ten thousand. All right. It's a nice neighborhood. Like we're talking, you know, average sale price probably in the six seven hundred thousand. um bought it for five ten cash. It was in pretty good condition. Put like 30, 40 into it. Basic stuff. Basic rehab. um And ended up selling it for seven hundred forty thousand. So we ended up profiting uh, around 100, 100K hundred on that one.
0: Okay, but that was a re- you did a, re- a full rehab on that, right? Correct, yep. Like, like you were in there, new floors, painting the cabinet, painting the outside, yep. pressure washing Pulls the bed. roof, stuff like that. Yep. Like like you definitely re-beautified this home yep. so that it shows really well. Right. Um. No, the one I was thinking about was, um, I think it was like your first big win by yourself, right? One that you didn't JV with with another more senior person, you went on that call all by yourself, and it was a mobile home. Oh, yeah. It was a mobile yeah. home. And, yeah. it, and I'll tell the story as I know it. I won't need sure. you – like, look, my story is my story as I know it. It might not be the whole truth, but it's pretty damn close. All right, so like, imagine this. Imagine you finally go out. You have the sales call. It goes really well, and the seller was just like, hey, look, this thing ain't worth a dime. It's in disgusting um, condition, which I believe – you did find some used sex toys underneath some couch cushions. True story. Pictures. We do have pictures. We, yes, there, we do. There are pictures. Yeah. But, but you, um, you ended up buying this thing for like five grand more than what the seller thought that the the, the home was worth. Right. Like, like she was like, there's no way it's worth more than $25,000. It's, it's worth land value. Yeah, it's worth yeah, it's land value. Just yeah. the land value, the mobile home on it, nothing. Um, I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, I'll give you 30 grand. She's like, sold, yeah. done, right? Yeah. She's and like, you're, yes, and yeah. you're solving an issue. It was a divorce situation. The seller she's was out of state. The seller is out of state. She, this is a thorn in her side. 30 grand to her was like, she's winning. Right. And you thought, based on your numbers, you're going to have to put 40 or 50 grand of work into it. She was right. The thing was. I was bad. Pretty beat up.
1: Yeah. It was bad. Pretty
0: beat up. But you being you. I'm like, well, I took it down. Let me at least put a sign in the yard. Yeah. Right. I put a sign in the yard. Just let people know, hey, I buy homes for a living. Yeah. Right. That's how you do market yourself. Right. And I'll be Why damned. Not? Someone drove by yes. that day. Yes. Another investor. Right. And and this home would have been ARV 150. So yeah. your goal is, hey, I'll take it down for 25 or 30 or 30 grand. Yeah. I'll put 50 into it. Yep. And if I'm lucky, I can resell it for 140, 150. I'll make decent Good money. Good day. Good day. Yeah. Great day. Yeah. Maybe three months worth of work. Sure. Yeah, you know, you'd have to go out and find an expert in mobile homes because it's a little different construction, and right. there's certain things when you go to finance the the mobile home purchase is going to be different. But look, you built in a big enough profit margin. You bought it right.
1: Right. I'm
0: gonna come back to buying things right in a second. But super long story short, Cam throws a sign in the yard. Man walks by, offers him ninety grand. Cam tells him to go pound Sam because he just bought this house and he's like, if you give me a hundred, I'll sell it. The dude's like sold. You're like, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. took this thing down for 30, sold it for, for a hundred. Didn't have to do anything to it. Yeah. Um, and you look, those wins do happen, but that's one in 30, Correct. you know, that's one in 30. Every other transaction, I promise you the reason why you can make 15, 30, 50, 70, a hundred grand, it takes a lot of risk takes a lot of time takes a lot of headache whole lot of nose and, and and things going wrong All the time. and I, I think the one thing that I learned when I was learning about real estate investing which I just dabble in right I'm not I run a mortgage company for a living on the side I run a podcast but I learned you make your money when you buy the house absolutely so you need to get to buy it right right and that would be the advice that I would give to anyone who's looking to get into this industry make sure you know how to buy it right yep I can't teach you that, but there are plenty of services out there. Maybe if you called Cameron, he'd give you a couple ideas on how you can make sure you buy it right. But what are a couple tips, tricks, words of wisdom that you would pass along to someone, whether they're 21, 31, or 61, and they're wanting to do what you now do full-time, right? You have your fancy college degree, (laughs) you're choosing to do this full-time, right? and I trust that you're going to build your empire, and you're going to end up fixing and flipping multifamily, then you're gonna end up developing multifamily because I know that's where you wanna go. Right. And then at some point, we're gonna see Cameron Moore Construction and they're building 1,000 unit communities throughout the Sunbelt, right? One that's one day, one day, one day. Yep. One day. But um, for those getting started, what, what are some words of wisdom?
1: Yeah, so so the, the key takeaway and the thing that looking back for me, what I would do is I would really emphasize finding somebody that's doing exactly what you wanna do. Like I can't emphasize that enough. And and give them value of sorts, you know, whether it's your time, whether it's your time, whether it's, you know, free labor, something like that, you know, anything, just add value, wash their car. Hey, whatever it takes. Yes, whatever it takes. But you know, that's, that's important. You know, I I don't think that, you know, today people just want, 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 well, how can you help me? But you know, their time is valuable. They're doing what you want. You know, you need to give to them. So find a deal for them. You know, you talk to them. How can I help you? How can I, you know, help grow your empire? And so you'll learn more by doing that and shadowing somebody, and learning from somebody that's doing what you want to do. Then, then you would, you know, by you can go fail by yourself like you know, I did. I've failed a gazillion times mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot from that. But looking back on it, I could have, you know, definitely shortened that by, you know, looking, you know, find people that are doing it, you know, doing it from from A to Z, learn
0: from them and, and you know, just eventually, you know, go from there. And things that you can do for free for a more senior person is make phone calls. Yes. They have a list. I promise you, anyone who's doing this at a high level, they have a list of prospective sellers that need to be called or texted or emailed. That is something you could dedicate your time for training. Hey, I'll exchange my time for your training. Yes. So your your number one piece of advice would be find mentorship. Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, you know, you can become a millionaire just off cold calling. I yeah. mean, think about that, you know. I
1: mean, you don't need you know, just off cold calling you can become a millionaire. So things like that, when you when you think well, about that, well, that's
0: assuming you know what to do when the person says yes, come to my house. <laughs> Correct. That's where the mentorship comes into play. That's where a partnership comes into play. Correct. That's where finding others that are that are more senior. Yeah. You may choose a cold call for them, but in return, they're going to teach you right. that how to how to successfully take down a property, right. Fix it, flip it, and make money. Um, so that when you start cold calling for yourself, right, you've learned that skill. Correct. Yep. On mine, it would be learn how to buy properties. Absolutely, right. Learn learn how to buy properties, and Make also understand yeah. understand that it's it's a long game. It's not a get rich quick. That's a good and point. I say this to anyone who wants to become a loan officer, a commercial realtor, a residential realtor, a life insurance salesperson, a financial advisor. Hell, if you want to go sell custom clothes by Tom James, yeah. Any go sell cars, anything that's hundred percent commission, sales related, entrepreneurial. Two years. Yep. It's two years of grinding it out, embracing the suck, and every day, not losing the passion and wanting to become 1% better. Right. If you can do that, you can become successful.
1: Yeah. If it comes quickly, you can go quickly. You know, you want to play long games. That's, that's the biggest thing you got to tell yourself. So, I mean, put in the work, but be consistent and, and focus on the long
0: term. That's the biggest thing. Cameron, thank you for your time. So, this has been the truth behind real estate investing. Yep. This is very much, so you want to be a real estate investor. Right. His name is Cameron Moore. He is on Instagram as just Camera Moore. Yeah. You're the one and only. Yeah. No, no numbers. It's
1: like, uh, underscore Cameron underscore more underscore I think.
0: Okay. But
1: if you if you type in Cameron Moore, you'll probably see my face and give me a follow. Follow back.
0: Well, some people listen on on Spotify. They can't see your face right now. Some people listen okay. on uh, Google Play. That's true. Some people are on Apple Podcasts. That's true. Yep. That's so true. They... Or text me, or you can text there me. There we go. Me. What's that phone number? One more time. Eight six three, two two one six zero four eight awesome he's camera Moore. i'm dustin Owen. and you've tuned into the loan officer podcast that's all the time we have for you today but we'll to catch you in the next episode Peace.